player party people. Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual player RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I am your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week, I am joined by Wormtooth, formerly known as MC Blackwell, friend of the show, for the first part of an incredible game of Lovecraft-esque. Lovecraft-esque is a GM-less shared storytelling game about stories in the vein of, though not necessarily directly riffing on the works of H.P. Lovecraft. Namely, gay stories that capture that sense of cosmic creeping dread and the sense that you are being, uh you know, haunted by things beyond comprehension without some of the other parts, the overwhelming racism, sexism, ableism, homophobia, all of the other things that define H.P. Lovecraft's work, the good little kernel without the rest. It is a very cool game. It is a game that I love. You know, the structure of it, the story of one lone investigator slowly unraveling a vast, incomprehensible cosmic uh, horror it's very cool. I love it. I can't wait for you to hear it. This episode turned out so well. Um, it's going to be great. You can find more information about Lovecraft Desk in the show notes. Uh, this is also the first of a two-part episode. This is this covers Act 1 of the game. Next episode, which should drop later this week, I'm thinking Thursday or Friday, will cover uh, the second half of the game, Endgame, the unraveling of our cosmic horror, all of that good stuff. Wormtooth, friend of the show, is, of course, a Philadelphia-based industrial rap artist and the writer-designer of The Man in the Long Coat, an interactive fiction ARG storytelling experience, which you can find at wormtooth.net. It is creepy and weird and unsettling in all the best ways. You should absolutely go check it out. You can find more information about Wormtooth in the show notes. And with all that said, let's go ahead and throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week, I am super excited to be sitting down with my good friend, Wormtooth. Wormtooth, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. Uh, thank you, uh, Jeff. How's it going? It's going very, very well. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, I've, I've been having some... It's been a good Wormtooth year. I'm glad. I'm glad <laughs> to hear that. So why don't you take a moment at the top of the show to let the listeners at home know about any projects that you've got going on that you might want them to know about? Um... So I just put out my first album as Wormtooth. Uh, I had been on the show before as MC Black Wolf, which was an old, uh, an old, uh, project I was working. And, uh, now I'm doing this thing, Wormtooth. You can find more about it at wormtooth.net. I dropped the album. It's called Breach. And it, uh, when I released it, I also released a, um, an ARG, uh, that goes along with it called The Man in the Long Coat, which is, um, I guess more a little more of a story at this point than it is uh, so much a, a game, but there are puzzle a lot of puzzle elements. Um, I played through about the first quarter of it like okay. uh, a, a while back, and I was it was like creepy and weird in the best possible way. So I really do recommend that people go play the game, like play Thank through you. the whole thing. Thank you, I appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to be doing uh, another one in for the next album uh the next nice. full-length album and they take a while to put together so it's kind of i i'm going to be starting the process in that soon so uh i may reach out to you because i feel like you'd probably be a good uh a good fit i thank you i do i i honestly love args and like puzzles and things so it's definitely like up my alley so yeah. i'm definitely i i'm looking forward to hearing from you about that yeah i played your um what was the it was like the one player rpg 
Oh, the story's end. I love that yeah, game. Yeah, that was really, really fun. Um, and uh, it's the type of thing that I think would work really well in the project that I'm trying to put together. Nice. So. That's that's awesome. I love that. I'm super ha- That makes me super happy. What a great start to our recording. I'm, yeah. I love it. Uh, cool. <laughs> yeah. So this week, uh, we are playing Lovecraft-esque. Very appropriate, given, given uh, you and your ARG and everything that you've got going on right now. Uh, yeah. Lovecraft-esque is a GM-less game of creeping investigative horror in the vein of, but not directly telling stories of, of like those of H.P. Lovecraft. In the rulebook, I do appreciate that they call out that these stories are, are should not have a lot of the things in them that Lovecraft stories have, namely the horrific racism, sexism, and xenophobia. Yeah, those are unfortunate. I do. I appreciate that this is a book that the, the the thing I like about this game is that it very much says like here's how to tell a story that's like that but without the horrifying parts. Right. Well, the the different the, bad, hor- the good the good yeah, horrifying. The, keep the good horrifying. Leave out the bad horrifying. Yes. Right. It it tells you how to keep the stuff that's good without the the very very bad. Yeah. That's definitely something. I just uh, recently read through them. Uh, it's like more in depth uh, for the first time since the first time I had li- uh, I did with a, I did an audio book of it and it's just so much more. <laughs> it's real bad. Difficult to it's very brutal to deal with when someone is just saying it. Yeah. Uh, the the horrible things and you you have to hear it. It's like oh I feel like this is uncomfortable. <laughs> Can't really skip this part. Oh yeah, we're just gonna be here for a while. Yeah. Well, let's get into telling our own story of investigative unraveling horror. And we're going to start that by doing a little bit of setup. Okay. Uh, the first thing that we want to kind of decide is uh, we need to kind of decide, like, when and where our story is, like, set. Okay. Do you have, you know, we can do something in, uh, sort of in the more traditional, like, 1920s or 1890s. We can do a modern day story or a futuristic game or, like, what... I think what, modern what, modern day would be would be fun. I think so as too. I feel like a modern day story of this is cool. Yeah. So that's what like that's kind of the era. Where where do we picture this being set? Is this like a big city story? Is this a country story? Is this you know out um, in the, out in the wild? What what are you picturing? Um. Let's see. I guess. Um. I was thinking more, I, I was just uh, originally thinking city, but maybe, what about, like, city characters that are in the country? I, I'm not, I, that is a particular source of anxiety for me, it's someone in the city that frequently goes into the country, right. so that is a type of, of horror that I'm very acquainted with, so yes, I'm all in. Like a, like maybe an Airbnb situation. Oh, that's very good. I, so yeah, the, the, so the initial setup is that our witness is going somewhere, getting an Airbnb, like out in the middle of nowhere, you know, that's real good. That's a good, that's a good starting hook. Okay. I'm, I'm in. Good. So. Now that we've got that, we should probably, we, sh- we each should lay out two kind of just quick one sentence kind of ideas for locations where our story will be set. These are separate places, more specific places within the main location, so they can be parts of our Airbnb, parts of the town or region that we're in, stuff that we're going to be seeing in the course of our story. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, if, if, unless you have really specific thoughts on the Airbnb, I kind of have a specific picture of it. Okay. Okay. No, I was, I just, yeah, go ahead. I, I, I love the idea that this is like, 
not a, a not a cabin in the woods situation. Okay. It's sort of a nice ranch style house on the outskirts of a town on on like against the woods. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I picture like, I picture almost uh like uh not like the wild west towns, but mm-hmm. like close. You know, like yeah. a modern day equivalent where it's just like two streets, you know, and then there's like well, there's the one street that just goes down to these like this one house and then like there's a church back there somewhere, but no one goes yeah. to that church anymore. And a gas station, yeah. you know, mini mart where you, that's the only place to buy like cigarettes or Coca-Cola in like the in like the yeah. neighborhood. Yeah. And I think that the house in specific is like nice and I'm going to I'm going to specifically just write down a nice enough Airbnb. Okay. Where it's like not a rundown shack, right? It's not it's not it's not the prototypical like horrible house. It is the kind of place that you would stay at if you booked an Airbnb where it's like everything is nice, but kind of like cleaned up a little too recently. Can I ask you a a question about the Airbnb? Yeah. So is it the people leave and you have the whole run of the house or is it one of the situations where they have like a small apartment or hotel room type thing in a house where you can hear them moving around? Oh, that's super creepy and weird. It's <laughs> got to be that they're just like, it's like a Fonzie situation where they're like renting you the room above the garage. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's it's a room above a garage. It's like a one room apartment above a garage. Which was like a converted barn. Yeah. Right. Like it yep. was a barn. Now it's a garage. Yep. Okay. So where else do we, what other locations do we want to see in this? Like what else is, is in our, our little tiny neighborhood? So I picture that the street we're on, right? Mm-hmm. In one direction is the town. Yep. And in the other direction is like, uh, some kind of a, um, the thing that, that people always like come here to see sometimes. Like, okay. It's not like a tourist thing, but for specific people, it's kind of a, to- like, you know, whether that be, you know, exploring a, a ruin or a cave or a, or a, can I throw out a, can yeah. I throw out a suggestion? Yeah, yeah. Can it be, is it a historical battleground? Sure. I buy that. That's very close. I've been around a lot of those, so that... I have as well. My family used to take trips every year to Gettysburg, yep. so, like, that kind of, like, here's a tiny little Airbnb, and here's, like, a cannon that has been sitting here for a hundred years. Okay. Um, I would... I'm going to say revolutionary. Yep. Um, war, so that it's just older. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I would love for one of the locations to be the Mini Mart. Yeah, I like, okay, Mini Mart. It's just, just like a creep, like, the prototypical rundown, you know. Well, it's like, it's the store where you can buy your equipment. Like, floss. Yeah, it's definitely got, it's got everything, it's got that very Mini Mart energy where, like, you, you, you turn a corner and you're like, why do you have bullets, but no, like, no guns? Okay. And it's just like, oh, and here's pre-wrapped sandwiches. Right, cool. right, right. Right, right, okay. Um, so yeah, it's 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 very specific needs. Yeah. Um and, and there's no rhyme or reason to the like the layout. Except that there is just 
a huge section on history of the battleground. Yep. Like it's like the like it the the it's almost like there are two mini marts. Yep. But it's the same person he has to go to the other like he has to walk all the way across to the other cashier yep. but for those but it's like just like two things of jerky and whatever and then like oh you want to know the names of every single soldier mm-hmm. uh and then loves talking about it just like yep. gets real involved real good so what's one more location around our neighbor around this tiny little like historical battleground tourist trap town um so I, I had originally said a church. I'm thinking something like a church, but not a church, right? A community, like, like a church converted into a community center or art space. Yeah. Or, or how about like the, um, the like city hall, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but the city hall is also their DMV. It's also, yep. you know what I mean? It's like all the records are kind of jumbled there. There's like it's yep. three very talented, but very overworked people because they literally, do every single thing for the for the town, uh, yep. except the police. Yep. Right? But it was a church. And yeah. of course there are so many rumors about it being haunted. Of course. Oh, that's great. I freaking love that. That's very good. Alright, so we've got our locations. Now we kind of uh, take some time to lay out who our witness is. This is the person that will be subjected to, like, true you know mind-breaking horror we have one witness that will be shared between the two of us will be handing control of this character back and forth we've already kind of so the things we need to know are a uh, a name so who they are right uh they need to know uh the reason that they're here one personality trait and a source of strength that keeps them grounded and forces them to continue on whether that's an internal thing or an well, external. Uh, so the name, reason for being here, personality trait, what was the last one? Uh, a source of strength, something that keeps them pushing okay. pushing closer and closer to the edge. Okay. Um, my immediate idea was that he's here. The reason, the, the, the person is here um, to write something. Mm-hmm. Like a book, a script. Like, they came to a place where they knew there was poor reception. Yeah. Like, that was a selling point. And I think that it's, I think that the battleground is part of it, too. I'm picturing, like, a trashy screenplay. Yes. Maybe jumps about, out at me. About the, the time period. Yep. Like, they're writing a uh, historical, they want to write, like, the next, like, um, what's it called? Uh... You know, like, uh, Braveheart, but yeah. about the Revolutionary War, and it's going to be real gritty and, like, What you're real... thinking of is Mel Gibson's The Patriot? The Patriot, yes. Okay, <laughs> fair. I, maybe that's, maybe that's why it popped into my head. Okay, so maybe they're not making a movie. How about they're making, what about, um, like an HBO, what an HBO miniseries or like okay. a limited series? Okay, they had a show. It did yep. very well, right? Like, not like it, uh, it did well in testing and everything. They bought it. They bought it. It never aired. So this person mm-hmm. is not famous or anything, but they hired them to work on a revolutionary yep. TV show, right? Like this is what they, you know, this is what we need you to do. Um, I think we need a name for the um, town and for the, the movie, <laughs> right? The town is named. 
Um, trying to think of the most revolutionary war town name imaginable. I'm going to go... What about Old Guthriesville? (laughs) Old Guthries. Old Guthries Road? Old Guthrie's Road, and that's the name of the town. That's I love it. That's the name it. of the whole town. And yep. that's the that's not the main road. That's the no. other main road. Like there's like a main road, which is Main Street, and then there's Old Guthrie. <laughs> yep. Old Guthrie Road. I love it. Old Guthrie Road in Old Guthrie Road, like Virginia. I guess is that a, is that a uh, is that an appropriately revolutionary war state? Uh, I mean, I believe, like, most of them in this area, like, in the, you know, Pennsylvania, I mean, like, even further up, right? But, like, uh, I definitely, let's Virginia, it's gotta have been in Virginia. Yeah, let's go Virginia. Okay. Actually, let's go Pennsylvania. Let's go, like, out west, like, out in yeah. the woods, Pennsylvania. Like, the kind of Pennsylvania where they have, like, the real thick accents and stuff. Yeah. Like, that don't sound like Pennsylvania. Yep. Yep. Got so- it. Old Guthrie's Road, um, our, our witness, I want okay. to name him. So, Kent, you just said Old Guthrie's Road, and I had written down Old Guthrie Road, so I'm gonna say, can the street be named one of those two, but the yes. town is named the other one? Yes. Great. So, I'm gonna say the street is Old Guthrie Road, but then the yep. town is Old Guthrie's Road. Yep. Great. Love it. Our our witness is named what's name about Max Caldwell. Max Caldwell? I like that. That feels very Hollywood. That feels very like mid-level Hollywood screenwriter. Yeah. Um I feel like Caldwell is also a fake name. Yeah. Like that's their that's their professional name. And if we if we can find their real name in play if we if we decide to go down that road, but uh um, so, yeah. So what is the name of the the move of the TV show? Uh, the name of the TV show is... What about Guns... just... <laughs> oh, go ahead. Oh, Guns Over Guthrie? I was going to say Guns Over Guthrie. Like, that was exactly so what I was about so great. to yeah. say. When you said guns, I in my head, it just... <laughs> I heard it. Guns Guns Over Guthrie, and then under it, it says Guthrie's <laughs> Uh I love it. Guns Over Guthrie. It's, it's yep. perfect. So, uh, I think his personality trait... What do we think about a personality trait and a source of strength? They are the like they're normally inquisitive right mm-hmm. but there's this huge like stress of like they sent they sent them here to get all of the information from this te- like everything has to be correct it's hbo yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah. none of the information can be wrong right exactly like all of the like they they're like we want this to be this is the, in the pitch meeting, the person was like, we want this to be Game of Thrones, but with mm-hmm. the Revolutionary War, and we want all of the characters to be based on real people, because then those people's ancestors will watch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that is literally the reason that they're doing it, is because they think it'll help ratings. Yeah. But it has to be perfect then. So then I think the personality trait is stressed and the source of strength is inquisitive. Like, okay, the, okay. like he's brought here because he's going to get these answers and that's what makes him so good, like so right. effective. But his personality trait is that like that he has to deliver the new Game of Thrones in like four right. days. Right. And it's and he's like part of a team. So he yeah. also knows that none of it, it doesn't even matter because he's kind of the new person. Like I yep. actually like he's not even really writing the screenplay. It's a screenplay that he has to fit 
<laughs> to the story of what happened, right? Like the screenplay yeah. is already written, but it was about a different He's just war. Doing a punch a punch up job. <laughs> right. Right. Maybe it was about like it wasn't about the Revolutionary War and they changed it last minute. And so he's here to make sure that yep. names and stories kind of vaguely match up. Yep. God, all right. And that's that's our that's our witness. We yeah. I feel like I know him better than I know myself. Yeah, he's good. Um, okay. So now what's gonna happen is we're first thing we're gonna do is play through part one, which is five scenes. The way each scene works is one of us will be the narrator in charge of introducing the world, playing out other characters, and also, most importantly, revealing a strange clue, which hints at the true horror, but can be rationalized away. Okay. Uh, one of us will be that, and the other will be the witness. The other will play Max Caldwell encountering these things, tell us what happens to him and how he kind of reacts to things, and then we'll play through these five scenes, and then we'll go into uh, part two. In okay. between each scene, we will jump to conclusions, where we will talk, we will... Uh, we will not, from this point on, talk out of character or, like, out, like out of context about the story being told. So, okay. in between each scene, we will silently write down the the horrible thing that we think is happening, which will change okay. from scene to scene. And, um, oh, so you're saying we won't talk out of character about what's happening? Yeah. Although, we can clarify, like, we can ask to clarify? Yeah. Like, okay. if, if, if we're like, okay, so, so yeah, if it's like, okay, so, so he's, he's here... At this time, we can clarify that. We can't say, okay, so this is this is the thing that's happening. Right, but we can say, like, AM or PM. Or, like, do you yeah. mean, like, the wall was painted black or everything is dark? Yeah. Right. Okay, cool. Yep. Got it. Okay. Uh, would you, uh, why don't, would you like, would you may all right if I took the first scene? Because I have a good idea for a first clue. I would, I would really appreciate it because I would like to see how that part is done before... Yeah. Uh, I, I start, uh, so okay. uh, let me think about Max Caldwell's voice. Mm -hmm. How old is Max Caldwell? I see him as mid twenties, early thirties. So but I actually picture him like real, real young. Okay. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Or, like, like 23. Okay. Like, 23 is good. Like shouldn't be, shouldn't have gotten this chance. This is his, this, chance, this, is right. his, this, is yeah. his, this is his moment. Right. Okay. So this is unfolding at our first scene is in the mini mart. You've just arrived. The Uber, you had to Uber from the airport and it was about an hour and a half. Okay. It cost $127. This is all comped. Like the, like, right. the, like that stuff's all expensed, but like you still had to look at your Uber and confirm a $127 charge. Right. right. And, and then you, in the, in the Uber, it was just like constant arguing of, or trying to explain like, no, I didn't grow up having this kind of lifestyle. It's just. Yeah, I don't, now, I've never been I, down here. Right. So you're, 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 you dropped off your stuff at the Airbnb. You met the, uh, you met the St. Jives family. St. Okay. Jives family, uh, uh, we will say Eartha, Eartha St. Jives. Eartha St. Jives. And we'll go Desmond St. Jives. Desmond St. Jives. Very kindly, kindly old couple, you know, just happy to have somebody else around. You know, right. we've been we've had an empty nest for longer than we can remember. Eartha kept talking to him about the internet and how connected she was to the internet. Mm-hmm. But she does it from the library. Yep. So you have to get out of there eventually. So you head uh -huh. to the mini mart. Okay. 
What are you yeah. looking for? What are you? What's sp- really specific thing are you looking for in the mini mart? So, uh, I I'm going to the mini mart for directions about somewhere where I can get information about the town tomorrow. Okay. Right, like about yep. the or sorry about like the history of the town and the history of the battle tomorrow. Yeah. So you're grabbing some some tour, you know, you find some tour schedules. There's uh there's the walking tour, there's the haunted ghost tour at night. Right. You grab some pamphlets, you bring them up. Uh Roy, who is behind the counter, yeah. tiny little man, very Ed Asner-esque, mm-hmm. says you know, rings you up, very quiet, you know, you know, is just kind of friendly. You watch him walk over from one cash from one cash register right. to the other. And he gets over, and right as he kind of starts to ring up your last few things, you know, mm-hmm. he kind of he kind of points you to a pamphlet and kind of leans over. Excuse me, are you Max Caldwell? But, um, y- yes. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I gotta say, uh, this is a little embarrassing. You know, I try to keep it professional, uh, but uh, I gotta say. I was such a big fan of the Swordsman. The Swordsman was was it was a great great show. Thought oh, it was fantastic. Loved thank, it. Thank you. I I, I feel re- I like I really lucked out. It was just a, a great cast and 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 everything. Now, as we discussed, Swordsman did not come out. <laughs> <laughs> I just I got I like the scene with. I feel like I feel like he. He just goes into that automatically yeah. because, like, he's he's just like the last like year has just been people telling, like, lying and saying they love the thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. and it takes him it takes him like a full moment to realize that this person wouldn't be doing that. Yeah. Right. What? What? How? How did you see this? How did you know the sword? Know the swordsman? Oh, uh, I see. I I know you're a little confused. Yeah, we get we we do get. H, you know, we got it. We started getting HBO here, uh, like maybe two years ago. It took them a while to like get it in. The cable company put up a stink, but you know, with the Game of Thrones, they couldn't keep it away. And I gotta tell you, I I came for Game of Thrones, but I gotta tell you, I stayed for Swordsman. The scene with the duel on the cliffside, genius, perfectly genius. The 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 duel on the cliffside in 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 season one or. In season three. Season one was, I don't mean to knock the season three one, but season one, like, that first, that first time you see it is genius. Like, it, I feel like, I feel like the season three, and I don't think this is you, you know, I know you're working with a whole team. It was a little derivative, and I feel like we had kind of crossed that road already, so I, I'm keeping you. You, you need to get on your way. I, I could, I could, I don't want to, you know, make you feel anytime you want to come by, I'll give you... For 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 Max the Swordsman Caldwell, I'll give you a discount. Uh, uh, th- th- thank thank you. Do you have any? Uh, do you know where I could get a DVD of it? No. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, well, I could get you. Uh, you're not gonna rat me out. Are you a cop? I mean, I'm Max Caldwell. I know it kind of right, sounds you- like a cop name. But I can not. get you a recording of it from our DVR. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would. I would love to. I would love to see how it 
transfers to here, you know, to this area. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that sounds great. I'll, I'll come back by tomorrow and I'll have it for you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. You take it easy. You tell Eartha and Desmond I said hello. You tell them to come was, back down your, sometimes. They never come name? by anymore. What was your name? I'm, I'm Roy. I'm, I'm Roy. Roy. Just Roy's fine. Oh, okay, Roy. Um. Oh, all right. Uh. Have have a have a good. Oh, uh. Can I? Do you have to ring me up for this jerky? No, it's on over. <laughs> okay. Uh, I I leave. And I think I think as you walk out, like it's that there's that moment where you. You stand there and you think about it, and I think that, like, as you get back in your car and you drive the five minutes back up to the house is where we end our first scene. Well, uh, so I don't have a car, right? Oh, yeah, right. They they lent me a bike. They lent me a bike. Yep, you have to ride. Yep, you hop on it's your like, bike. It's very clearly a kid's bike, but yep. he, he is small. It's a very rusty kid's bike also. Okay. Like, it, it is, you know, like I said, they've been empty nesters for a very right. long time. It's like... It's it's rusty, but it runs fine. Like it did. He's he's on it, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, okay. And so, just to clear up, now I write what I think is going on. Yeah. Now we each take a moment and we jump to conclusions, which is to say, we just write down the first thought about like what is happening that like is that we that we think is like unfolding. Now is this what I suspect? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> what I suspect you want. Or what I want. This is this is what you think. This is what you think is happening at this moment. Okay. So it can be it is it can be entirely what you want. Yeah. Okay. But as as you like this is what you Wormtooth okay. think like okay like like here that playing out that scene this is what you Wormtooth go okay this is what's happening. I've got my I've got my thoughts. They're very sketched out at this point, but I have them. Yeah, I, I mine is three words, but I think it I think it's accurate. Okay. All right. Okay. So now we play out. Now you're going to take the role of the narrator and you're going to play out a brief scene and introduce our next clue, which is our next weird thing that pushes us a little closer to this horrible confidence. Okay. Um, so I feel like uh, when you step out now, yep. you got in early this morning, you yep. kind of did all the things and uh, Eartha and Desmond walked you around their entire property. Oh, yeah. And it's. The country, the property is huge. They showed you both of their, one of them is a lake, one of them is a pond. The pond yep. was actually bigger than the lake. Um, but you know, the it, lake is kind of dried up at this right, point. Right. Um, but, uh, they, they say that in the, when it gets rainy, like, you know, forget about it. But they spent so long doing that that when you got to the mini mart, um, it was, you know, kind of getting on in the, in the afternoon, the evening. Um, it's, it's fall now. So it's, it's actually kind of beginning to get dark, uh, mm -hmm. as you step out of the mini mart. Um, now you just came down from the, from, uh, the Eartha and Desmond's, uh, Airbnb, mm -hmm. right? So. Yep. Are do you want to go? Are you going back to the Airbnb or are you going up the main street into um, Old Guthrie Road? Old Guthrie's Road. <laughs> I think I gotta go back. I think like I think I'm too obsessed with like what I just heard to like 
I don't think I want to wait until tomorrow. I think I want to see if maybe they have, maybe Desmond and Eartha have HBO Go, if I can just, like, find it. Okay. You know, like, okay. I, 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 and if nothing else, like, I want to see that it's not on there. Okay. To shake, to shake, to, to shake this idea and just acknowledge that I'm probably a little delirious from the flight. Got it. So that I can then, like, go back to writing, because I gotta hit this deadline. I got four days. Right, right. So uh, you step out and you turn to your left where you had put the bike in the bike rack. Um, they told you you don't have to worry about locking it up. Um, yep. And the bike is not there. The bike rack is not there. Turn to your right and the bike rack is there. You swear the bike rack was over to the left. But you are really tired. And that whole yeah, thing really threw late. you for it's a loop. super late. But you're, the bike is, I mean, it's there. And I, I guess you weren't really paying attention, but you didn't remember it having a basket. It definitely didn't, because I had to, like, stuff my wallet and, like, I had to put all my things in my back pockets. Right. Because, like, I have to kick with the front, so I couldn't use my front pocket, so, like, I couldn't really sit in the seat. So, like, that... I mean, I'm going to use the basket now that right. I have it, but, like, it definitely wasn't it's, here it's kind of a minutes sm- ago. It's kind of a small basket. Like it's it's a little, I don't know. It, it's rusty, so it kind of is the same color as the bike. Mm-hmm. So, so maybe you were thinking about I I don't know, but I, I might have just missed it. I might have just missed it. Um, uh, you you head back, and it feels a lot shorter than heading there, as often that kind of thing does. You know, right? Um, not not exceptionally shorter, but um, you you get there. You know, you you kind of know the way already. Um, yeah. And the, the you have the key to the garage. Um, yep. Which is looks like a, a big barn. Um, and I, and I, 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 I open up the I open up I like unlock the lock on the front and I lift it up and I, I bring the bike inside because they insisted that you know I don't need to lock it but I should bring the bike inside to be respectful. Right. Right. So um, the thing that you notice immediately is there's like a fridge that is right near the door. There's like a little kitchenette thing. There's not really a kitchen, but they have a sink and they have like a hot plate and they have a a, a, a fridge right there. And there is a weird brown kind of sludge that is coming out of the freezer. And you immediately remember that you had taken one of the co- the warm cokes mm-hmm. from your book bag and put it in the freezer. I'm gonna go up and I'm gonna touch the sludge and put it, you know, smell it, maybe taste it if it doesn't smell awful. It's definitely the coke that you would put in the freezer. You I'm were gonna, gonna drink it before you went, and when you were caught up, they took you on the whole tour. You totally forgot. It's everywhere on the ins on the outside of the. I mean, I'm tired. I, you know what? I shouldn't be writing today. So I'm going to gather my rags and uh, this is embarrassing. I, I got to clean this up or they're going to, they're going to give me a bad rating and I can't have right, a bad right. rating because I need to be on location. Some. So I think I just, you know, I try to put it out of my head and I keep looking at the TV, you know, the so, little TV, it's got the little set top box and yeah. I just keep scrubbing. So as you're cleaning, uh, you realize you have to open the freezer as well. Mm-hmm. And 
Uh, they had said that you're more than welcome to have anything. There's, um, you know, it's, it, you're a little surprised because other than the hot plate, everything is kind of, and the, the hot plate and the bike are the two things that are just, you can tell that it's been in the family. And so yeah. they think they gave you something good just because it's an heirloom. But like mm-hmm. everything else, the, it, like the TV's small, but it's a nice TV. And, you know, they have like, a uh, Bluetooth sa- thing that allows you to connect your phone to the TV. Like, everything's kind of nice. So you're a little surprised that they got Torino's pizza rolls instead of Totino's pizza rolls when they got, you know, all of the other stuff seems to be kind of brand name. But it just seems like a, a generic knockoff. But it's all, yeah, it's all covered in the, in the Coke. Everything is covered in the Coke. Um, I'm gonna have to apologize. I'm gonna, I'm gonna focus on cleaning this up, and I think I'm just gonna try and. So I think what happens, I think the the the, the scene kind of ends with me just like cleaning and scrubbing, and I just keep looking at the TV. Mm-hmm. And I look out the window, or I look behind me at the bike, and I'm looking at the TV, and I'm looking at the Torinos, and I'm looking, and like I finally I clean, and it's late. The sun has fully gone down. It takes me like two hours. And I finally just sit down, and I've got my laptop next to me on the little, like, two-seat love seat that they've given yeah. me. And I'm going to reach for that remote. Okay. Um, so you turn on the TV. Um, it, it goes up. It, it goes to a, a menu. It's, like, a, a similar to a Roku-type menu. Yep. Um, and it has Netflix on there. It has uh, Amazon Prime. Uh, and then grayed out is HBO Go. But you can still click on it. You just can't play any of the episodes. All right, I'll deal with that tomorrow. And I turn it off and I'm going to go to bed. Okay. We'll, we'll deal with that tomorrow. Okay. Um, so do we wake up in the morning or? I think that might be seen. Yeah. I feel like this is a, I feel like that's a really good scene. Yeah. Um, so now we're going to jump to conclusions again. So right. write down what we think is happening. So then I am him. Yeah. And now three. I'm going to take over. Okay. What's my next, let me think about, let me think about the clue for just a moment. Right. And we can like cut forward in time if we want, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't scene. have okay. to be strictly like the okay. next thing. Yeah. I think. I think, okay, I think I have my clue. Okay. I think this is later the next day. Like, I think that you've, you've, you've put this out of your mind a little bit, right? Okay. You know, what, what has your, what have you, what have you been doing? What have you been doing to put all of this out of your mind since last night? Um, so I feel like, uh, Max, Max, uh, Caldwell, I, uh, I'm really good at memorization. Mm-hmm. That's like one of the reasons that the swordsman got picked up really well is because when they asked for things in the meeting, he was able to like actually just pull full scenes that he had written. And so one yeah. of the things he's been doing is he has picked up like a, he has like a, uh, had a death record of like all the people that were in the war. Right. And mm-hmm. he kind of, is going to go and look and ask for these specific people, but he just kind of goes through them, like has made it not like a chant, but like almost like a, 
You know when you like have like you're saying something to yourself and you do it to the tune of a song. Yep. You know, like so he's like doing it to the tune of like hey Mickey you're so fine, but it's just like Ted Stewart Venomous like it's all just names yeah. of people and that's how he remembers them is because of <laughs> the song that he that he just you know weird owled from uh yep. hey Mickey you're so fine. And so I think that um you know, like you said, you're going to kind of you're going to see all of these grave sites and you're doing kind of a graveyard tour. Right, right. Which uh, like as you're kind of going walking and doing the memorization and you know, you cross you pass by uh you pass by two of the graves. Okay. And you you stop for a second and you look and you th- and you you think about it. You kind of run the song in your head once or twice. Sure, sure. And you realize that, like in the records that, that you've been kind of studying, that you'd kind of spent all morning kind of reading through as you were kind of on the tour bus, giving you the very general tour. Right, right. The name that's in front of you, Marlon Burnside. Yep. Was not. Uh, like wasn't listed, which I mean, there's probably a lot of names that weren't listed, but, but there wasn't even a Burnside. Yeah, like Burnside is like a pretty big name from, you know, at the time there weren't that many Burnsides, so it was likely right. that related to the, you know, later Burnside. That's something that you want, you know, you want to put in there. Plus, it's a great name for the show, Burnside. And that's when it hits you. Yeah. This this screenplay, Guns Over Guthrie. Yeah. It started as Guns Over Gettysburg. Mm-hmm. General Burnside. Wait, let me actually remember which war General Burnside fought in. Was he? Was he even a governor? Was he even in the war? He Did was. No. Uh, yeah, that's that's from that's from I think Civil War. Uh, yeah. But I w- I'm going to look it up because I do not want to seem foolish. <laughs> I mean, you can keep all of this in. This still makes me seem foolish. I just nope, he was a, he was a colonel. He was a colonel in the in the in the Rhode Island militia. So he was uh, he was he was a uh, he was a general who's General Ambrose Burnside in the Civil War. Okay, and, and in the Mexican American War as well. Yeah. So yeah, number um, of battles. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, so Guns Over Guthrie was originally Guns Over Gettysburg. It right. was this very like sweeping. They call it Guns Over Gettysburg, but it was very much like a sweeping, like almost anthology series. Right, right. And Marlon Burnside was one of the characters, like a fictionalized character, but one of the characters in the screenplay Guns Over Gettysburg, like the fictional son of General Ambrose Burnside. Um, I all of a sudden I'm just like, okay, hold on. And I run through the Buddy Ho- Buddy Holly, the song Buddy Holly by Weezer, yep. but I've replaced all of them with the characters from the Civil War <laughs> movie. <laughs> and then it's like, uh, I look just like uh, Burnside. Yes, okay, it was from that one. Yep. He has to. He has a good memory, but he has to go through the song every time. Yep. He's got to go through, and it's like all every every chorus was a different exactly, like yeah, list yeah. of names. So he's got to get through like the last chorus, right? Like, he doesn't yeah, have to finish that's... the song, do the outro or anything, but he does have to get to the last chorus. Yeah, and yep, that's Damn. one of the names from Guns Over Gettysburg. 
I mean, it could be a coincidence, right? Like, there's no saying that that couldn't be. They stole this movie from this thing, and then they're transferring it back. Like, I feel like immediately, Max, Max, like, the way Max rationalizes this to himself is that the studios are really not great and dumb. Mm -hmm. And this was Guns Over Guthrie, then became Guns Over Gettysburg, and then the fiction, they were fictional names because they didn't bother doing the thing, which is why they're sending him out to make sure the names are correct because they got yelled at about the Gettysburg one. That yep. must be what's happening. Gotta be. That's how Max, that's what Max is thinking. Oh, like, that's just like how he is like, oh, well. And then so he immediately takes, starts taking down all of the names because that's his, he can't get it wrong. And, 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 you know, you, 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 you go through like 15 of them and every single time you go through Mickey and you remember, yep, okay, yep, 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 uh, that's there, uh, Aaron, Aaron Thomas, okay, yeah, no, 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 that's that, that one, and then, you know, but one or two more times, you find yourself saying, you, you, you catch a name and it's that moment of like, you, you, you know the name, but you can't place it until you connect it to the melody and then you connect right. it to Buddy Holly. Right. A few more times. Okay. Probably like three or four more times. Yeah. Ugh. That's so weird. So what do you, what do, what do you do? What do you do after you, you see all of this? I, the tour bus, the tour bus that you're kind of on, like the, the ghosts of, the ghosts of Guthrie Road tour is like, like they start to call everybody and tell them to get back on the bus because they're going to the next site. Okay. How many other people are there? There are, uh, it's you and two other, it's you and I'm going to say three other people. Okay. Uh, one who is um, like an old professor type? Okay, you know here and here for academic reasons, one person and there are three people who have come separately. One who is wearing like who's wearing one of the t-shirts from Roy's, who has a hat and a camera and is like okay. super tourist, and somebody a very nice old lady that you can tell just is here, like lives here and takes this tour All two the time. or three times a week. Okay, okay. Um... So I write down the, like, the names that I, you know, I, I had and I, you know, start thinking about a song. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not that many names, so probably a shorter song that I can, so I can remember these names on command. Yep. <laughs> um, and, uh, I had, I head back to the tour, I guess. Okay. Yeah. So you get back on the bus, the bus rides off and I think that's where we call our scene. Okay. I have, I, I, I am writing down what I think is unfolding. So what if, uh, if our thing hasn't changed? Then you can just, yeah, you can just write it down, write it down, like, and, again. And that means that that's where we're, the direction we're going? Or can we just, if, like, suddenly decide to go a different way? You can absolutely just throw in details to kind of, like, mess with the story that you think is happening. Okay. Like, that's, that is, because I, that I'll, I will say briefly... That is what I thought, like, I had an, a pretty clear idea between scenes one and two, so I kind of wanted to just kind of throw in a thing to, yeah. to, to mess with it a little bit. Yeah, cool, cool. I, I love it. All right. All right. So it is, where, where is our, where and when is our next scene taking so place? the bus uh, drops everyone off at their house. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, the, the, the bus driver uh, 
Steve Jobs, no relation. Yep. Um, Says that every single time. Uh, And like, like that's basically his second last name. Like every time he says his name, he says Steve Jobs, no relation. And uh, he also, if you, there's a moment where he says, well, uh, you know, you're like, wow, you know a lot about of your stuff. And he's like, well, it's my job. No relation. Like, yep. like he does it anytime he says job. He thinks it's the funniest thing in the world. It's, it's hilarious. Is is what it is. with Eartha uh, St. Jives because okay. of um, there was a tr- their their uh, property borders and yep. there was an apple tree that was on both of their property and. One time she took all of the apples from the tree, um, <laughs> to make apple pies for both of them. But he was planning on doing, uh, a bobbing for apples, like thing for the town for Halloween. And he has never forgiven her for that. Mm. Like, and the pie was okay. <laughs> yeah, but sure. He doesn't, so he doesn't drive up to their house. So he drops him, okay. he drops you off. At the gas station, at the mini mart, which, um, yep. is, is a gas station, but they only have one pump. Yep. Um, and, uh, that's kind of where you wanted to go anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted, I mean, I, I have a meeting with Roy. Right. I was supposed to stop by here. And they've been closed. You did stop by twice, but they were closed. Yep. <laughs> yep. Third time's gotta be the charm, right? right? They, the, their hours were marked. And it, it, you were beyond those hours, but it was closed. Yeah. Uh, are they open now? Um, so, uh, a weird thing that he says, uh, that the, that Steve says, uh, as jobs, no relation, uh, as he drives away, he kind of opens his window and he says, uh, uh, good luck with that as he kind of leaves, like, kind of like goofily, um, and, uh, you, it's, it's weird. You're kind of looking at him. And then when you, when you look back, you kind of realize that it, it looks like there's nothing on the shelves and nothing, there's nothing in the store. It looks like it was like, could have been a, could have been abandoned for a week, could have been abandoned for several months. It's not like, there's no like dust or anything, but it definitely doesn't look like it was open yesterday. I'm going to check. I probably, I have a little messenger bag that I keep my stuff. Yeah. And I'm going to check that messenger bag and see if I have the pamphlets that I got from Roy's. Like, see if they're in the bag still. Yeah. You have have those pamphlets. And and jerky. They're the same pamphlets. You, you don't, and you think to yourself like, oh my God. And then you see that you have the, the wrapper from the jerky and you must have eaten it. And you, oh, you are a sleep eater. You get up, you yeah. eat, you yeah. never remember it. Uh, you're, you're apparently awake cause you sometimes will like write things down, but, yep. but you don't, you don't have a, you just, it's just the, the thing. You do have a little note though. I'm going to, I'm going to look at the little note. Um, it says, uh, buy more jerky. Well, that's helpful. Um, there's a question mark at the end. <laughs> Good. Uh, well, I, I've got to do right by myself. So uh, I'm going to poke around. I think the first thing I want to look at is like, I'm looking, I'm going to look, is there still a sign? Like, is there still that sign that says Roy's on it? Is it, is it, or is there an A sign there, period? Um, There is a sign. It says Roy's, but the, the O is 
broken. Like, it's not lit up, right? Like, it's not a light-up yeah. sign. It's like a wooden sign. But the the it's like there's a wooden R, a wooden O, and a wooden uh, Y. And the O is cracked uh, in the center as if it soon will fall apart. Like, you can just yeah. tell that it looks like it's going to fall apart. And the sign looked painted yesterday. Right. It was, like, fresh. Like, it looked, it was, you know, bright green and yellows, very, very uh, new. Is my bike still on the rack? Yes. But it's on the right side. Okay. Well, at least that hasn't changed since yesterday. That's Well, it, it has, though, right? because it was on the left side, right? It was on the left side when I got here, then I left. Well, at least I thought it was on the left side, then it was on the right side. So if it's still on the right but side, you're that's... looking you're looking at the Mini Mart now. Oh, so it would be... So it's actually... It's from it's the... Okay, the no, orig- that's just... It's on the original side. That's just me getting directions jumbled up. That's that's fine. That's just me getting confused right. is what that is. That's it's nothing been some weird. weird. It's been some a weird day. I got to figure out where I can buy some jerky since Roy's is, has always been... Where did I get the pamphlet? Okay, I've got to talk to... i got to sit down and chat with the... With the St. Jives, because if nothing else, I feel like maybe there's an indie an indie short film in this in this apple pie drama that I feel like I could mine maybe maybe short so, film Oscar out of. So as you're saying this, you kind of like look across like look across the street. You know, you're just kind of like throwing your hands up, like, what am I gonna like where did I get the you know, right when you say where did yeah. I get the the things, your your eye catches on uh, kind of across town, all the way down the street, there is a mini mart, and it is called Roy and Sons. But it is like on the other side of town, and you weren't really paying that much attention when you got in. It was like the bus and everything, or the the Uber. You know, it was very yeah. chatty, um, and uh, you didn't really pay attention, but. It's it's weird because it's the same font as the sign for Roy's. I guess I got to visit with Roy first. I mean, I did promise I would stop by. At least I think I promised I would stop by. I mean, I thought I did. But I thought it was on... I mean, I'm going to... I think I'm going to hop on my bike and start riding across town. Okay. Um, As you're riding, someone... uh. Someone yells from a, a window, stay with the St. Jives, huh? As they see you roll by in the rusty bike. Uh, but you don't really know, you don't see anyone, like, you don't know where the window was. It's just someone yeah, just right. kind of yelling at you. Um, and uh, you get to the, the, the mini mart, Ray's and Ray and Sons. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there's a, you know, Roy was a uh, kind of an older guy. Yeah. Um Ray is there's there's a guy, he has a, a a tag that says Ray and he's looks so much like Roy that this is clearly Roy's son or right. maybe Roy's nephew, but based on the sign you can kind of put together that Ray Yes, and it's is Roy's son. Okay. But then his son is... 
I mean, he was very old. Like, it's possible right. he was a grandfather. That's that's entirely sure. possible. That's reasonable. Right. Right? Right. Um, All right. So, do you... You you walk in. He you're just kind of standing gotta... there looking at him. And he's like, "May I? May I help? May I help you?" Is uh is Roy in? Uh, not you know not today. I can get him a mess. What? He doesn't really work anymore. He he retired after oh. you know after giving me the. The store, sure. The, the, I convinced him to move it. He kind of... Well, well, how do you know? I'm sorry, he doesn't have a lot of teenage no, friends. we... Yeah, I... That's fine. I... We talked about TV together. Um, I'll, I'll... I'll check oh, in he does later. love t he does love TV. Did you meet him at the diner? Yes, I did. Do you think he might be there? Um, I mean, what's today? Wednesday? Is it Wednesday? F we frick, I got, oh my god, I got two days on this fucking appointment. Um, he's usually there on Thursdays. Uh, you can catch him around, around lunch. Okay. You know, that but, sounds great. But like, I've he's got old. Lunch is, they do lunch early. <laughs> I've, that's, yeah, yeah, no, thank you. Thank you, Ray. Um, I'm Max, by the way. If anybody, if, if, you know, just putting that out there. Nice to meet you. Nice to make a friend. I've got some work I got to get Max, done. Max. Ma Max. Max Baldwell. Ba Max Baldwell. Caldwell. Caldwell. Oh, my dad really loves that. Uh, that the sportsman. Yeah, that's the, the, the one. Sports Is it the sportsman? No, the swordsman. It's the swordsman. No. No? The Deadliest Sport. That's the one. He, he watches your Deadliest Sport, right? That's the one. You know what? It's The thing is, it's it's kind of an underground hit. And so, like, I, I don't realize that a lot of people have seen it. I got to get going. But um, I'm going to see if I can if I can grab your dad because I've got some memorabilia that I was going to give him. Some Deadliest Sport memorabilia. Okay. So, you know what, Ray? It's super nice to meet you. So, and I'm going to get going. As you're turning to leave, there is a thing that catches your eye. Yep. And it is a People magazine. Yep. On which a person that looks very much like you, but wearing... Sunglasses that you would never wear and slick yeah. back hair is on the cover and it very clearly says Caldwell money problems. Okay. Well, guess I gotta go. Uh, I'm gonna grab the magazine, slam some cash on the counter and just bolt it. Okay. Um, as, uh, the last thing that you hear as you leave, he says, what kind of coins are these? Yep. <laughs> that's it. That's And that's, that's the end of the scene. Yeah. Okay. I actually, I've written down my jump to conclusions. Yep. And I'm going to, I'm going to throw some, uh, okay. I feel like I'm, I'm actually, I feel like I'm ready for, uh, the next scene with the clue that I kind of want to throw in. Okay. Uh, so you're back <clears throat> at the house. 
At uh, Eartha, like, the Eartha and Desmond barn. Yeah, yeah. You're in the barn. You're in the garage. You're in the attic. Like you're in the apartment. It's been a few hours. Yeah. What have you like? You have spent the last few hours writing. What have you been writing down? So I feel like the first thing that Max did when they got back was just immediately check all of their stuff, like mm-hmm. all of the things that they had interacted with to make sure that it all looks the same. All, all exactly the same. I feel like then they quickly double check the important things. Yep. Um, even to the point of like checking the freezer to see if the, you know, if the, cause now the, the whole, thing being different everything just like he's questioning everything um but then if nothing is different he starts he's written he's been writing a description of what the differences are Mm -hmm. like he keeps trying to sit down to write work do you know what i'm saying like yeah yeah, yeah. he's like starts writing like correcting the names in the thing and he's just writing in the in the, cause you know, a script has so much sp- blank space. Yeah. He's just catches himself writing notes, like, kind of like, sometimes he kind of like, almost like, w- wakes up read- writing them, right? Like, he just, like, yeah. he's not really paying attention. And he's like, it's like something really bizarre and kind of like, that he doesn't necessarily, it'll be like lists of the names, you know? Um, mm-hmm. but then it'll be, you know, where, where is the mini mart? Like, what, why is, why did the mini mart change? You know, and then like, uh, and he keeps on not looking at the mag. Like, he just like, it, yeah. it's kind of like, he, he's kind of like, so a lot of it is just the headline. Like he's, yep. he's written the headline a bunch of times in the line, in like the notes of the, of the thing where it'll be like halfway through a name. He just wrote, you know, Caldwell money problems and then continues the name as if he hadn't interrupted it. He's just like, yep. Uh, and I think you flip to a random page on the script. Yeah. You've been writing these notes and, but the thing is, you definitely weren't writing any notes on this page. Like you just like you scrolled ahead a bunch, right? Mm-hmm. Like you were like, I got to just skip ahead to a different scene. I'm all distracted. I need to get to work. Right. So then why is Marlon Burnside's asking where the mini Mart is? Why is, you know, why is Aaron Thomas like, why is Aaron Thomas laying out different, you know, being like, the money is different, so how are we going to get home? You know? Yeah. All of these things, There's, there's, the, you're noticing the script is starting to ask questions, and you haven't touched now, this part. Now, is this in the script, or in my handwriting crossed, like, the actual lines are crossed out, and it's written in? This is in the script. Like, the characters, because it's in the middle of a scene of, like, we're going to go over the hill? Yeah. 
And then we're going to go to Ray and Sons, which is not the same as Roy's, because Roy apparently gave this to Ray and Sons. And then we're going to we're going to keep our guns loaded because we're going to we're going to wait and we're going to fire them when we're close. Right. And it's just in the actual script. There's oh. just periodically lines of asking those questions. OK. So at this point. He suddenly becomes like convinced like he just like very clear to him that this is some sort of prank show mm-hmm. or do you know what i mean like it's like yeah. some kind of like reality tv show where they do this weird like twilight zone type thing but like there is just no way and so yeah he starts trying to find recording devices or cameras wherever they might be you tear the apartment apart and we we this is like a violent montage of you tearing the apartment apart and i feel like he really tries not to and then keeps like getting really frustrated and ripping like a thing out when it's when there's nothing there like when he like you know he'll like bend back the thing from the couch and then when there's nothing there he like rips the cushion like out uh and just like keeps losing his kind of like it it keeps being him losing his cool that that keeps Mm -hmm. happening until he's just kind of like almost frothing and just like ripping the place apart and you tear the apartment apart, right? And and eventually, like, you've unplugged the fridge. You've taken down the paintings on the wall, the sad clown paintings. You have, you know, you've, you've, you've torn through the pantry. And you've, you know, you've, you've taken out the window air conditioning unit. Until all that is left is that TV and that little Roku set-top box. Yeah. It is the only, like, you keep looking back at it. Uh-huh. You keep almost t- almost taking it down and then not taking it, and then not tearing it apart until that is all that is left. And the screen, I mean, you don't remember turning it on. And you, I mean, they said HBO Go was new. Maybe they signed up for it in the last two days. But it was gray two days ago. Yeah. Sure isn't gray now. No. Um... I feel like I'm like the, like, he, he's, he doesn't want to see the thing in the paper, in the, what's it called? Mm-hmm. In the, the tabloid, because that's, per, that's guaranteed to be personal. Mm-hmm. So I think he, he gravitates more, like, cause his bag is still at the door, right? Yeah. And like, he's torn apart everything else, but he kind of left his bag where it is. And then he kind of, like, goes towards the remote, and he sits down in front of the TV. Like, there's there was a chair in front of it. It would have been very yeah. comfortable. But he, you know, flipped the t- chair over and pulled all the upholstery out. You know, he's, he's going to be charged. There's no way that... This is on, you know, yeah. his boss's credit this card. This is a one-star rating. This is not... This is a one-star rating... But it's, the card isn't attached to him. Yeah. It's attached to HBO Go, right? Yeah. And a division of HBO company. And instead, uh, you know, he just sits there on the floor and kind of cranes his, his head up, uh, and just hits the button that says HBO, that makes it go to HBO Go. 
And, you know, there's series and movies, and there's the Max Caldwell collection. Um, I feel like... Spotlight. His his hand is shaking. Like, he's, he's, like, scrolling down, and it, like, pops up at the bottom of the screen, right? Mm-hmm. As he's, like, scrolling down to the M's, you know? And, uh, it's at the C's, so it catches him off guard. Yep. Like, he was, like, scrolling kind of fast, and he sees it before it actually, you know, happens. Like, his name right there. Like, and it, uh, he, he just, you know, kind of, his hand is, is shaking as he, after it pops up on the screen, as he hits the button, you know, the three times that it takes to get down. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like he has to, like, steady his hand against his leg with his other hand, like, because he is, he is, you know, violently shaking. Yeah. And you hit it, and there's the deadliest sport, one season, 13 episodes. There's the swordsman, three seasons, 39 episodes. There's guns over, guns over Guthrie, two seasons, 26 episodes. And then there's a short film. Old Guthrie's Road, Pennsylvania. Um. So and as you as you 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 look at the selections, you hear a car outside. It pulls up. A voice that you recognize, the Uber driver's voice, says, "All right, man. I appreciate you. Have a great day. I hope you hope you hope you uh hope you find what you're looking for out here." And you hear yourself respond, maybe a little gravelier. Maybe a little more tired. I hope so too. Okay. I think that might be seen. Okay. Thanks, Pass Me. And thanks again to Wormtooth for coming onto the show. That game was fuck. It was incredible. Stay tuned for part two, where we unravel the mystery of this story and we come to the shocking and horrifying conclusion. It turns out really, really cool, and I can't wait to share it with you. That should be dropping later this week. Uh, Be sure to head to Wormtooth.net to explore the story of the man in the long coat, listen to Wormtooth's music. It's all super cool. I can't recommend it enough. And check the show notes for links to more information about Lovecraft-esque, the shared storytelling game of cosmic horror. All of that stuff is dope. Also, be sure to follow Wormtooth on Twitter at underscore Wormtooth. Then follow us at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Party of One Podcast. Join our Discord community at bit.ly slash Party of One Discord. Talk to us about the show, professional wrestling, gritty, whatever you want to talk about. We're around. Uh, if you enjoy the show, consider leaving us a nice review on iTunes, Podchaser, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, telling a friend about the show, giving us some love on social media. All of those things help us new, do new, cool, bigger, better, awesomer things. And I really appreciate them. They make my whole day. Uh, another way that you can support the show is monetarily by supporting me on Patreon at patreon.com slash jeffstormer. That supports not only the podcast that I create, but the games that I design, the community support work that I do, all of the things that I do in a given week, which is a lot of them, uh, all of which are directly supported by patreon.com slash jeffstormer. Uh, you can also listen to the other podcasts that I produce every week, All My Fantasy Children. All My Fantasy Children is a character creation, storytelling, and world building podcast powered by you. Every week, my best friend Aaron Catano Saez and I take a listener-submitted prompt, we spin it into an original fantasy character, and we populate a shared universe one story at a time. New episodes drop every Friday at allmyfantasychildren.com. 
Party of One is, of course, produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Megaran, featuring the D&D Sluggers. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates, press uh, press inquiries, or about coming onto the show yourself as a guest, you can email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And that's it for me. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always... Party on, everybody.